Hey guys, welcome back to, I believe, yeah, this is going to be the last no content podcast of the year, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty crazy. What's up, Pixel? How's uh, how's it hanging over there? That's going all right. How about you? I'm doing well, doing well. Pretty exciting. Another year down. I feel like, uh, you know, we should just end the podcast here. This We have no more, no more things to talk about. You know, that's our announcements for today. <laughs> last episode All ever. Right. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> that's, you know, it's we'll a wrap. Time. We've done like 90 episodes or something like that at this point. Like what, what more do the people want from us? You know, <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty weird. It's pretty crazy. Um, uh, just how many uh, people have been listening still we're on episode 89 so we're gonna start off the new year with number 90 i forgot that this year too was kind of like or this year's fast approaching friday for us yeah uh, which it's is really really quick which is which is pretty crazy but um we'll get we'll get more into that in a sec here but um i kind of wanted to um make some just very very brief uh quick announcements before we really jump into really the only topic that we have today or whatever but um yeah um, so few announcements, uh, the first one being that, um, the music, um, the music progress for people asking, uh, for podcast listeners only, uh, very close to being done. Um, pixels doing the art again, spoiler alert. And so that's being worked on and stuff like that. No clear date for that, uh, yet, but you know, I don't want to rush pixel and you know, he can take it as long as he wants to for that. So, um, it will be out sometime in early January of 2021, hopefully. Um, it's 22 tracks confirmed. They're all mastered. They're all done. And it is about 45, 50 minutes of runtime. Wow. Um, and we're calling it Wistful Memories. Long. Yeah, it's pretty long. The next one's even longer. The next one is actually the same amount of tracks, but two to three minutes per song. So the next wow. album in February, which is a Valentine's Day album, will be 20 tracks, two and a half to three minutes long per track. But... It's kind of going to be an experiment. So I've been making short form lo-fi and now I want to see how listeners react to more longer songs. Interesting. Because the, the, the complaint I had, there's, there's two camps that I'm in right now. Uh, this is kind of a tangent, sorry, but it's that your songs were either too short because they were, they were only like a minute, 50 minute, you know, two minutes long, which the second album is like that as well. Or, uh, it was the perfect length. It was okay for them to be short because I can just kind of throw the album on in the background and kind of have it on loop. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of two camps. So for the third album, I'm going to make every song about two minutes and 30 seconds to three minutes, 20 songs, so 60 minute runtime and see how that goes and see what like people people want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the, for the album after that, you should make it so that's one huge track, just a 45 minute track that like flows like every three minutes. It just kind of like transitions to something else smoothly into the next song. Yeah. Yeah. I should do that. There was some, there was some band, like some metal band that did like these tracks, but they were like 30 seconds long and the album <laughs> was like 40 minutes or something like that or 60 minutes, but they had like 120 tracks or something stupid like that. And I don't know if it was a troll or if it was like, they were trying to do some, something like kind of creative. That is, that is both troll and creative. Actually. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So anyway, um, once again, if you guys aren't checking out the Twitch, I think I, this got really well received last time, but uh, I, I don't think I mentioned this last time either, but um, the day, be- once a date is confirmed for the album, the day before that stream will be basically just me- 
us, the community, listening to the album um, for like an hour or two, and that's all the stream's gonna be. Um, so we did this with we did this with Winter Solstice where I went live. We listened to the album for a couple times. I shouted out the people who named tracks and stuff like that, and that was really about it. So once that um gets announced, I'll definitely shout it on the podcast as well. So, um, but anyway, moving on. Second announcement is um. If you guys remember, we had a episode, or I guess it wasn't on the podcast, but we had a stream where we voted for Nim's New Year's Awards, and Nim has confirmed that he's allowing any broadcaster to rebroadcast it. So I <laughs> am going to, I don't know if Pixel, because he might not be up, I'm going to restream Nim's New Year's Awards show. Um, just to let you guys know, it's on really, really, really early. It's like December or December 30th at like 5 a.m. my time. So if you guys from the podcast want to come and react to some Twitch memes, then we'll see how it goes. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. But anyway, let's kind of move on to our one and only topic, which is something that we did last year, but we had more Twitch clips, but we can't because of reasons that we'll get into in a sec. But <laughs> I guess just talking and discussing um, the whole year of 2020 and its review. Um, mm -hmm. so I kind of wanted to just kind of go over the good, the bad, the ugly, um, of everything that's happened to pixel Knight in 2020 or everything that's happened in the world in 2020, uh, trying to keep it a little bit positive, but you know, it's 2020. I think a lot of people want to see this year burn and die. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to do that, <sighs> but, um, you know, just talk about 2020. Uh, it won't necessarily be, um, stuff pertaining to just the Twitch universe. It will also be stuff pertaining to, I think outside of twitch in our own personal lives or more global events but uh mm -hmm. but yeah i guess we can uh we can take it away with the first topic which is already kind of doom and gloom and i'm gonna uh, attend to my doggo while uh, pixel takes this one away really quickly but right. um we started off 2020 with an australian fire <laughs> this is something that i think people actually forgot about and stuff like that but this was in 2020 was the australian wildfires happened yeah. that blanketed and covered it covered australia um yeah, which was yeah. pretty nuts and i had friends that were like li lived in australia uh, i i live in california so like i you know the fire was so huge you actually could see some of the effects of it too so this was something oh, yeah. that i kind of wanted to bring up but 2020 already bad omens <laughs> We're, uh, we're, we're coming, <laughs> uh, we're coming during this time or whatever. Um, but I guess before we kind of jump into that, um, while I go, uh, see what's up with the doggo, um, pixel, what we're kind of <laughs> going into 2020, what were kind of some of your new year's resolutions at the time? What were some of your like plans for 2020? Um, you know, in general, uh, self-improvement type of stuff. That's kind of what I want. Uh, I want to know. So, um, but yeah, I'll be real. I'll yeah. be right back really quick, but yeah, take it away. Pixel. <laughs> oh man i mean starting off with 2020 like the, the the plan was just to like travel a lot more like i had a travel bug um going into the year like i was i was wanting to travel all over the place i was um i did a road trip to um utah and arizona back in june no may it was may of 2019 and it was like this really amazing experience like i just loved driving around these like amazing national parks and i was like all right you know what next year i gotta i gotta do it again i don't care where i go but i'm, I'm gonna go somewhere and then 2020 happened and we all got locked down and kind of just threw everything every single plan that i had in the dumpster 
I I had plans to like you know learn a few things on the side too, like um like a new language and stuff like that, and I made a little bit of progress with that, but not as much as I would have liked. I realized that like I don't know something something happened to me in lockdown where I just like stopped. Mm. I don't know stopped really um, doing much with my time. You know I was. I just fell into a slump. It was a really, really long slump. Mm. Only and thing that happened with a lot of people this year, to be honest. Yeah, and like you would think that, you know, you have all this free time and all of this um, ability to just do and learn whatever you want, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And part of it was like because um, I don't know if uh, uh, I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I was actually laid off um, for about six months out of the year. Um, so for a very, very long time, it was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Um, this year is absolute crap. Like, you know, all of my plans just kind of went in the, into the dumpster and now yeah. I've got nothing to really, really show for it. And here we are at the end of the year and I'm looking, looking back at it and going, what have I really accomplished? What have I really done? Right. And... I mean, a part of me feels kind of bad about it that it like had all that time to really just kind of like do stuff, but I don't know. Part of me just actually sort of wanted this like um, this time where I didn't really have those obligations of work and stuff like that, and yeah. like it really became like this really um, I don't know this like almost um, a, like a healing process. It was like this really weird thing that I I didn't know I needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? there's always benefits to that for sure. You know. And like it was, it was, yeah, it was a a difficult time, but also like I felt like there was something that I learned a lot about myself. So That's good. I mean, I, there I had plans to like go into this year with all sorts of stuff, but like in the end, like I came out of it with uh, learning something. Uh, just unintentionally, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's usually how life works, anyway, right? Like I feel yeah. like for me, I never planned to learn something. Or plan to do something and it just kind of I learn it along the way and mm -hmm. even during the time or during the moment I don't even know that I'm learning something or that I'm doing something until I kind of like reflect back or look on that so I mean that's always that's always good you know um, mm -hmm. I guess too any plans for 2021 I mean anything that you know you really want to <coughs> you really want to do or continue to strive for in 2021 or new plans for 2021 hopefully crossing our fingers <laughs> we're not back here a year later talking about being in lockdown and stuff but you know yeah any hopes I for mean, you like personally or big picture i mean the big hope is to keep traveling again but i know that's not going to happen until later in the year like i don't think that's going to happen i'll until be like fall i'll be realistic with you even let's say even if like next month they're like yo you can travel anywhere in the world like it's open you know what i mean I ain't doing mm -hmm. it because you know there's like gonna be like an upsurge of like eight thousand percent of traveling because no one could do it, and so I feel like mm -hmm. for the next like two years maybe I probably won't travel to be honest because it's gonna be so crowded and so bad and we're only like mm -hmm. a year out from the virus right so it's not like or not even a year since it like technically was around like February March right of, of this year so it's like. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I think even if we can travel in like the fall of next year, I wouldn't take it. I'm that's just me personally. Yeah. 
No, yeah, no, you're totally right because I I did read this article in the news saying that like once once the vaccine is released, it's going to be like this huge like release of like energy and tension into the air, just like people having like crazy um I don't know. They're just gonna do crazy stuff, like just. It's like when prohibition ended and people debauchery. went lit. You know what I mean? Like people were crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like just you know, just insane. Everything, yep. like it's it's gonna be like everything flooding out. You know, all these like pent up feelings just yep. releasing. Um. So yeah, no, you're totally, you're totally right because it's gonna be a lot of that early on, and it's gonna be hard to like go anywhere really. Mm. So. For sure. I don't know. Maybe I'll do like another road trip again. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll join you. Well, you know, wind up seeing. I I think for me, one of the things that I really miss, to be honest, is just like, um, is just like conventions. Not even conventions, but like concerts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's definitely something that I, uh, that I really miss. Any anything else that you want to see in twenty twenty one? I uh, I mean, like now that you mentioned conventions, like those are the things I actually really really did miss. Mm. Um, going to, like I missed. Being able to go to Comic Con, TwitchCon, BlizzCon, these are like the like the staples of like my vacations. Like every year, like I I see them as vacations. Just like you know, it's they're some of the more 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 fun things that I do uh, every year. It's like getting lost in the crowd, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And I I would love to be able to do that next year. But I don't know if that's gonna happen next year. Next, uh, you know. I I, I think that if it does happen next year, it's gonna be hard capped, and I think it will mm -hmm. be extremely hard to get tickets. True. That that that's it's my opinion. I, I I don't know. I once again, I don't want to talk bad about Twitch. I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I don't know if Twitch is gonna do like what they normally do, where it's like, hey, tickets are available, just buy them forehead. Like, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at all if they did some type of like lottery system, where it was like, mm -hmm. put your name in or whatever, and then behind the scenes they're like, okay, if you're a partner, you get priority. If you're a, a uh, an affiliate, you get maybe a little bit more priority, <laughs> type of thing. Because, um, yeah, I I could see conventions reopening next year, but it's definitely gonna be heavily capped. Like, this is the limit. We only have this many tickets. That's it. Um, you can't buy tickets at the door, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Yeah. I think uh, what they're going to do is, like, we're probably going to be asked to provide proof of vaccination. Hmm. And I think this is something that um, a lot of places are going to do, especially, like, large venues. Mm, like, before yeah. you buy a ticket, you got to present some sort of, like, um, vaccination card saying you've got this vaccine and you're cleared to go in. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a thing. Like... I, I honestly think that would be necessary. Like, I would not be, I would not feel safe, like, you know, somebody, like, buying a ticket at the door and, you know, they haven't been vaccinated or whatever. I guess it depends also on, like, the herd mentality, because is, or, no, like, the herd, yeah, the herd, herd. because, like, isn't it, like, after 80%, percent, like, herd, yeah, isn't it, like, after 80% of the population's, like, vaccinated, like, you're Gucci? It's about, like, no, it's less than that, actually. Oh, it's about, like, 70, it's, like, 70, 75%, wow. I think um so like no, it depends also safe. yeah it just depends on like where the world is then which we can't really predict either you know mm -hmm. but yeah no I, I think that's uh possible it's like yeah you could be okay for the most part so mm. i don't know it's something that i'm like kind of picturing like for the future like uh i don't know just for 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 safety's sake no yeah um i guess to just kind of throw the questions back at myself or whatever um, I, and so I, uh, I entered, I entered 20, I entered 2020, um, 
I entered 2020 just kind of like any other year. Um, I kind of have the same kind of re general resolutions I always do, which is to improve on myself uh, I in my confidence, right? So this year was different, a little bit different because it was about my confidence. Uh, usually it's about being a better dad and being a better son to my dad, uh, which is something that I've always tried to strive for. I think that I have a lot of faults as a parent and as a son as well, but um, as well as um, one of the things that I really wanted to work on this year was my self-confidence. Uh, I've talked about it on my stream before, um, but for podcast listeners, um, uh, I put myself down a lot um, consciously and subconsciously. And uh, I say this not all the time, but my stream almost memes it. But I was in some pretty bad relationships in the past. And I honest, like honest to God, I don't think I'm a very good looking person. I think I'm actually really ugly. I don't like the way I look at all. Um, whether it comes to how I physically look, um, this is all physical and, uh, emotionally, I think I can mature a little bit more, uh, as well. So I wanted to really raise my confidence, but also kind of find, um, my self-worth within myself. So that's something that I've been struggling for like a while. And I think I did pretty good, um, in both departments. I think I'm a little bit okay <laughs> with myself mm -hmm. now and more comfortable. Um, so the last few years, it was trying to find it. The last few years, it was being comfortable being alone and being by myself since I had always kind of always been in a relationship or in between with some type of fling. Uh, and I really mm -hmm. worked on that for the last few years. And then now it was to take that a step further and to just kind of be self-confident um, with myself. So, um, you know, kind of um, not even just fit, not even just like, oh, I want to work out to look better, which I did, but um, to lose weight, but just to also be okay with like my personality. I have a fear with my personality since it's so strong um, because of my past where um, I feel that I have a strong personality that scares people off and stuff and can offend mm. people because of the way that I say things or talk about things. And so just kind of be comfortable with just who I am as a person and not really learning to change that unless there is obviously glaring negative flaws with that right um so i think mm -hmm. i did pretty well um in that um another thing i wanted to uh and i think i did that in a couple of ways or whatever um i think i did that with um just taking more time off of streaming um as well um so that was really really good um for myself um, so yeah, I think that was like the big number one thing. The number two thing was that I wanted to continue to create content in different ways, uh, on, on Twitch and stuff like that. And I didn't really know what that exactly meant. Uh, and to be honest with you, I was, uh, I think we talked about this maybe a year ago or a couple of my friends, I was actually thinking of quitting streaming just permanently in 2020, in 2020 or at the end of 2020. So now, <laughs> um, <laughs> because not that I feel it's a waste of time. It, it was a waste of time at the time. But to be honest, it was one of those things where, like, I think we talked about it where I was like, what if we just record the podcast, like, offline? Because there was kind of no point to recording the podcast, like, on stream. Because, like, no one was really coming in. No one was really watching it and stuff. And we get more listeners and viewers off-site. And so that was actually mm -hmm. one of my things was that if 2020 wasn't a good year for streaming, I was just going to kind of quit and kind of, like, slowly phase it out. Um, and the reasoning being is because like, I'm not here to like make money off of like my stream. Like I have a pretty good steady mm -hmm. job and stuff like that. And realistically, 
I would have to be like shroud level to even be able to afford to live where I am now too. So it's like ridiculous, right? The, the prices here in California. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not able to move because of personal reasons. So realistically, it's like my end goal was never to make streaming a thing. So if it doesn't become fun, I was going to quit. And right. yeah, I, I, I think kind of reflecting back on what you said and about how you don't really know when things kind of happen and you just kind of look back on them or whatever. Um, I think at the beginning of 2020, I was looking to kind of just continue to do the podcast. But reflecting back on it, I think a lot of things happened where um, um, communities that I was involved in, I moved on from. And I think that was really good for me, too, to kind of find my self-worth in my time or whatever. And when I moved on from those communities, that's when I started secretly, like, dabbling in something that I always wanted to do. And with all the free time I did, so I started making music. Uh, and then I decided to, as you guys know on this podcast, release the music, like, pretty recently. And, um, yeah, I, it's one of those things where, like, I didn't expect that to be, like, the bulk of my content. <laughs> or, like, a big <laughs> majority of my content. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be, like, the Twitch stream, maybe no content. Like, maybe we did other stuff for no content, which we did. Um, uh-huh. And that was going to be it. So, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you don't really expect, you know things to happen to you or you learn something about yourself until you reflect on it. Um, yeah. So the music was a big thing for me. Um, I think it kind of like allowed me to not worry so much about my Twitch stream and not worry about like the numbers as well and continue to provide some type of content in some form and um, really um, I think help people out that I don't think I would ever meet before. Like just before recording this podcast, we got raided by somebody uh, and she listens to my music and I, you know, no offense to her, but it was someone that like, I didn't know I didn't follow. And she was like, Oh, I love your music. I listen to it. I listen to it on your stream all the time. And I was like, that's awesome. And so I think that's really cool that, um, I am helping people and impacting people in a way, because for me, I don't really see that unless someone messages me or tells me, I just throw it out there and I'm like, Oh look, it has 6,000 listens or it has this many listens. Right. Uh, and so it's cool to see that impact. So I think yeah. um, that goal was kind of checked off for me just in a way that I didn't expect it to be, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, and then the usual stuff that didn't happen because of uh, things we'll get to in a sec, but um, mm-hmm. not being able to travel and stuff like that, which was pretty pretty disappointing. But um, I think going into 2021, I think it's the same thing. Continue to work on myself. Um, I do want to, um, find like a better job too. I think that's something that you're always kind of striving for though. You know, you're never going to find like the perfect job, but finding like a better job as well. And then also Mm -hmm. continue to make music. I don't really know in what capacity I'm kind of, I don't want to burn myself out. And I also, uh, I also don't want to flood the market too, but I do want to release, um, the third album comes out in February, and I think after February, I kind of want to release an album every other month, possibly, or every three months. Two, every two to three months, release an album. Um, I think it's different wow. with like electronic music or like lo-fi music, um, because it's easier to like, kind of create the music or whatever, so you're not looking at something where you're releasing an album once every year, once every six months. So for mm-hmm. me personally, I think I would like to release um, at least three... At, well, after february since i would already have meet my goal because we're releasing two albums in 2021 already i think in general i would like to release at least 
five albums uh, in 2021. I think that's my goal. Wow, those are some lofty goals. Yeah. I, I, I know nothing about the production process, but like that sounds like pretty pretty tight schedule. Yeah. So good luck drawing everything, Pixel. We might have to hire some yeah. artists. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking too. Oh, that's a lot of albums. Oh wait, it's a lot of covers. Might as well just start drawing the next one right now, dude. You know, <laughs> just but turn them out. But yeah. Got some um, in the stable. But I think that's kind of the I think that's kind of the goal for me for sure when it comes to um when it comes to 2021. But um yeah, um kind of moving on from that question as well. Um I think the one thing that we have to kind of talk about just briefly cuz I don't even know what we're going to say to be honest. I have nothing <laughs> to say. COVID happened. Like I mean, that's like the big thing that happened in 2020 yeah. that kind of derailed everything. Uh I got an immunity test and apparently I got it at some point. I don't know when. Um, I'm pretty sure I got it in February, though, uh, when friends from Damn. Seattle came to visit. So <laughs> shout outs to them. Um, and if you guys know that, like Seattle is kind of like the epicenter, uh, one of the epicenters, I think. So COVID happened this year. I don't know. We got into lockdown. That sucked. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, it's like mm-hmm. lockdown for me was like pretty good. Like, and I think it was maybe because like I was with my dad, I was with my daughter. So it was like pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the things like, I try to spin things to be positive, but like I learned how to make music. I learned new things about myself. I think one of the nice things about being in lockdown was like I was kind of forced to, and it's not that I'm not close with my family. I'm really close with my family, but it was kind of nice to kind of be like forced into like hanging out with them more or spending more time with them. And I think that was something mm-hmm. that like I think my dad and I grew like way closer this year, even though we were like already super close. And then my daughter and I grew way closer this year, even though we were super close as well. You know, so I think that was like a good thing about lockdown is like you we literally couldn't escape each other at times. Like, you know what I mean? If like someone upset someone else or, um, you know, we just kind of wanted to go away or whatever. Like we were always kind of around each other. And some people might be that as negative, but I think that was like definitely like a positive thing. And we, I think I learned a lot about myself and about like the people I live with and that I'm close to. So I think that was like definitely a benefit for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, same here, like in the sense that I learned a lot of stuff, a lot about myself during this time. Like, I, I'm you. You know me. I'm like a turbo introvert. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I don't have much of a problem like being alone and stuff like that. Right. And so while I hear about other people having a lot of trouble just like being isolated and stuff like that, I felt almost normal like the entire time. Mm. Like it didn't really bother me. Like all of the all of the interactions that I've had like on the phone, on Discord, um, here on the podcast. Like, right. It was enough. That was. It was enough. Like, I felt pretty satisfied. Um, So, like, for me, like, everything just felt really normal. And the thing that I learned about myself was that, like, I was okay in this sort of state. Like, I'm okay being with myself. And, like, I'm okay just kind of, like, figuring things out and, you know, doing things that I enjoy, like, in in, in my own time and in my own, uh, at my own pace. And, like, I don't know. I think I feel like that's a really important lesson to to understand and to learn is that like it's okay to just like be on your own and just um I don't know find your own answers for things, you know? Um Yeah, it's like it's just it's one of those things where I I also kind of like pictured um my my own retirement. You know, th- this is something that I think about a lot. Um but like what like 
what what would happen if I had no structure in my life? If I had all the time in the world, mm. and like, what would I do with myself?、Mm -hmm. And I see that as like the future of my life. So like, this was sort of like a preview of that.、Mm. Like just kind of taking taking a look at like how I would be, how would I I, I react. In the situation where I have like all of this time in the world, no structure at all, like what would I do? Would I be like productive? Would I be like playing games all day long? And、right. well, you know, I found out it was the latter. But <laughs> <laughs> right,、um, that was like an important <laughs> kind of lesson to know about myself. Yeah, like would I be okay with that? Would I feel happy? Would I feel fulfilled? Would I feel generally like uneasy or anything like that? And The good, the good thing is, I found out that yeah, yeah, I, I could manage it. Like this was a life that I could live, you know,、uh, one that has absolutely no structure,、mm -hmm. and nothing is asked of me except, you know, just make sure you stay inside and you know <laughs> wear a mask. That was it.、Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It was just like an important thing to just kind of figure out for myself. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really good. I think, yeah, like I said, I think the lockdown and like COVID or whatever in like a way was like really helpful for both of us in like our own type of way. You know what I mean?、Mm -hmm. Um, I guess like kind of moving on from that, I'm looking up some uh little articles uh right now or whatever, just uh kind of just so that we have something to talk about or whatever. Um, things that happened in 2020. <laughs> Basic. Everything、uh, in general. Everything in general. Not really. I'm trying to look at more like specific things, but I think something that it didn't really affect me that much, but I know a lot of people it affected.、Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that like totally I forgot about until someone mentioned it, and just, it just feels like an eternity ago. But、uh, Kobe yeah, Bryant. Kobe Bryant、yeah. passed away, kind of unexpectedly in, in March, I believe.、Um, it was in January. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. I, I, I remember pretty clearly because、wow. I was actually on a plane.、Um, oh wow. And I I was like sitting in my seat. I'm just like flipping through the channels on the、uh, the on screen like entertainment,、mm. and I flipped on the、uh, the news network, and I saw it was a plane crash, a helicopter crash, and it said that Kobe Bryant was on board, and I'm like, wait, what? Excuse me, like, wait, is this real? Yeah, like, is this like part of a movie? Was he part of a movie? And I started like questioning whether he was like, dang, in some like guest starring in some movie or something like that. And I'm like, oh <sighs> man, this is real. This is like actually like CNN. Yeah, and, like I saw, I realized that um, the people sitting next to me were looking at my screen too, and they were like, wait a second, is that real? Yeah, I was I was flying out of LA at the time. And you know everybody on board was like,、uh, you know, obviously knew him, and like you could hear like people going, "Oh my god, this, this actually happened!" Like you, you could hear it all throughout this plane. Like it was crazy how we were in midair and we heard about this. Yeah, it was.、Um, it was a shock, man. It was. It was crazy. Yeah, I was never like a basketball fan or a sports fan or whatever. So for me, it was like it was pretty crazy, but it, I was surprised. Well, I don't know. I kind of、um, surprised on how much of an impact、uh, this had on some of my friends.、Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I wanted to talk about this, but I think we're gonna save it for next week. But it kind of goes back to like Ludwig's thing with like a video that he made about like parasocial relationships or whatever. 
but it was pretty mm-hmm. crazy that um but we're going to talk about someone else that impacted us a lot so I, I get what they mean so i didn't understand at the time like why kobe bryant like death meant but like people were like legit like crying um yeah. like that yeah. kobe bryant died even though he was just like someone they like watched or whatever you know what i mean so I mean that was like a shock, and I feel like it was like, oh no, this is just the tip of the ice. Like I remember people being like, well, twenty twenty can't get any worse, and then you guys just pissed off a bunch of people, and tw- you just pissed oh, off, no. you know, stuff in twenty twenty, and you got you guys made it worse. Like you know, the world yeah. made it worse somehow or whatever. But I, like completely forgot that happened uh, too as well with Kobe Bryant or whatever. Um, yeah, that was so. Huge. Yeah, that was that was that was really huge. Just just super huge. Um, Another thing, um, another death that we had kind of relating more to our podcast, I guess, in the sense, because we are on Twitch, but uh, Reckful passed away, too, by suicide, July 2nd uh, of this year, age, he was 31. And so mm-hmm. that was that was pretty crazy, pretty pretty impactful to me, and I think to a lot of the Twitch community. Um, if you guys don't know who Reckful is or was, he... Um, Pretty much was like a god at World of Warcraft at Ashron's Call, a bunch of games. He was coming out with his uh, own game. Uh, Pixel and I actually streamed that, uh, streamed it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and got some got some screenshots and stuff like that. So that that was pretty cool to to play. Um, but yeah, yeah. He passed away. He was dealing with bipolar for a long time, and I think for like three weeks, Twitch finally understood something about mental health. And I'm not talking about Twitch the company. I'm talking about like Twitch chat. And then it went all to kaput, like almost instantly or whatever, which is really sad to see. But um, yeah, yeah, it um, it really affected me personally. Um, I kind of got into streaming because of Wreckful. I think a lot of the OG streamers kind of started streaming because of Wreckful, so he had a big impact. Uh, he was also kind of one of the first people alongside Raynad to do like TTS donations and also to take donations on stream instead of running ads. So, oh, wow. um, he, 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 he innovated that, um, at the time he was one of the biggest Pokemon go streamers. Um, he mm-hmm. traveled to Japan for the first time in other countries. And he was on, I think a DJI gimbal in like his phone, like live streaming through some app that his, that he, his friend coded or something like that to stream IRL in Japan. And then mm-hmm. a year later went back and IRL streamed for the first time in Japan with the gun run backpack, which revolutionized, yeah. I think really solidified it's one of the key differences between other live streaming platforms, in my opinion, at the time, which it still does. In my opinion, you can't really find like people using like the gun run backpack on like, say, Facebook gaming or even on YouTube game, uh, YouTube gaming, you know? Um, but yeah, he, mm-hmm. I remember those streams being like in awe of like the quality of them um, and stuff like that and the technology that was in there. So he really revolutionized yeah. um, a lot of stuff. So that was that was really hard to to, to learn about. And I remember like um, it was just weird to see like that morning on Twitch. Like I had work off, and I was like I like went to like Nim's stream, and his like camera was off, and he was like crying. I was like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And then like I left his stream, and I went to like Tim the Tapman's stream, and he was like just sitting there like super devastated. And he was like, dude, are you serious? Like Wreckful died. Uh, and I was like, wait, what? Like, this has to be a joke. And then I went to, like, Summit 1G streaming, and, like, he was crying. And it was, like, crazy, like, how many people from, like, different communities, like, knew of Wreckful or respected him that much to that level. So that was mm-hmm. pretty crazy to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, he really was one of the pioneers. Like, he was one of the OGs. Like, I I don't think you could find any streamer who didn't get influenced by him in some way or watched his stream in some way. 
Yeah. Like, he he really was one of the first on on this platform. Yeah. And you know he. Yeah, he was definitely one of the greats. Yeah. And uh, I I think I talked about it like a few times, but like I had a couple I had a couple of interactions a few interactions with Wreckful, but back in 2014, I was going through um, a lot of things and I kind of was watching him a lot. And so at the time I had just kind of reached out to him and said, Hey, just want to thank you for the streams. You've helped me a lot. Uh, uh, and not really, per <coughs> not really personally to him, but just like, he was the reason why I started watching Twitch. Cause I knew of Wreckful beforehand. So I was like, thank you for introducing me to Twitch. It's really helped me out or whatever. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't think I would get a response from him. And he actually responded to me. And this mm -hmm. is through Twitter DMs. And he chatted with me for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then that was it. And out of nowhere, maybe a couple months later, he reached out to me and continued the conversation we had and was like, are you doing okay? Like, I remember we mm -hmm. talked or whatever. That, that meant like a, a lot to me at the time. And then yeah. um, a few years ago, when he had just come back from his second Japanese uh, Japan trip, I was at TwitchCon Long Beach. I ran into him at a Twitch after party that I was invited to. And he knew who I was. He remembered me from that conversation we had four wow. years ago at the time. And we talked about it and we talked about life and stuff like that. He was kind of busy. He had to, he had to go run off <laughs> to be with Greek because it was like during the Long Beach, like Queen Mary thing. So he didn't want to lose his group or whatever. So, no, yeah, yeah. But, and I got a picture with him. It's, it's on my Instagram still. Um, but yeah. That meant that meant a lot to me. So, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's gone. Um, but for a brief moment, Twitch chat, you had it. You know what I mean? You had it. <laughs> you weren't trolls. You were dealing with mental health, and then it all went kaput. So I don't know. But yeah. um, but yeah. Um, to kind of just talk. Uh, I don't know if there's anything, any events that you wanted to add. Um, kind of what that happened in the world that were positive for you. I kind of want to go personal, you know, big picture, what happened in the world, you know what I mean? And then kind of shrink it back down and bring it all back to, to, to this platform as well. But man, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the positive things that happened in like this year. And I, I feel like I touched on a, like all of it, except yeah. for the fact that, well, I mean, there is kind of like a silver lining to like um, the, um the layoff that i had mm. um mm -hmm. yeah so like uh, i mean i can say it again but like i was i was laid off this year um my mm -hmm. last day was actually earlier this month um it was like this weird on off thing where like we were put on furlough and then we we came back and then we were laid off after that right um silver lining uh out of all of that is thankfully i got a new job and um it's gonna be working for me full time. Working for, working for yep. me full time, baby. On the music chat uh, announcement right here. I'm full just kidding. Time. It's not that. It's not. I wish it was, but yeah. Full time cover artist, editing YouTube videos. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's uh, I'm gonna be um, starting a new job next year. Um, so it's something that I've never done before, but it's gonna be pretty cool because I get to learn all these sorts of new things um about game engines and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i get to um move out of la which is something that i've actually been wanting to oh, do are you confirmed really doing that i didn't know i don't know yet oh my gosh. Uh, are you well, gonna be closer to me obviously yes let's go kind of let's go kind of. <laughs> closer kind to me of. chat pog <laughs> we can hang out more irl <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah. but like 
it's it's something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time because I I that don't really sucks. enjoy I don't enjoy LA a lot. Dude, it's an urban I, jungle. I, I, it sucks. <laughs> like great, it's great LA... to visit. It's great to visit. The best thing about LA is it's great to visit in bursts, mm-hmm. so that you can come back home and appreciate yes. that you don't live there. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the the best thing about it it is like the food the food scene. Like the food scene is fantastic. I love it, and like just the variety of food that you can get here. Um, do I need to live here in order to get that food? Not necessarily. <laughs> so Uber eats um, that sucker. <laughs> um, so I am going to be moving out of LA probably like within a year. Well, maybe not within a year. Maybe like in a year, twenty twenty two, maybe. Um, and I'll be closer to like Orange County slash like San Diego. Nice. Congrats, man. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so I'm going to be like out of here. <laughs> um, man, what else has really been great this year? Dude, actually, you know what? We uh, we have uh, touched on Animal Crossing. You know, like that is <laughs> okay. the game. Fair enough. I, I swear it. The Animal Crossing is the game that saved 2020 for me. Dude, like, Animal Crossing came and died so fast like I predicted it, dude. Like once like people were time warping and stuff like that and like the internet features, dude, I was like, it's done, son. Man, you know, well, there is like, okay, you know what? Every single game does that. Everything, every game has like this hot and heavy period That's where like not everybody's true. playing it. And some last longer than others. I mean, do you really think it was that much of a flash in the pan? Like, yes. I feel like people were still oh, playing yes. that oh, like no. well into fall. No, there was no one oh. I knew who was playing it. For me personally, no. I think that game was like hot for like two weeks and it died like cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so, like, the hardcore fans are still definitely playing it. Maybe, like, not the casual ones. The people, like, streamers, like, uh, they're they're not streaming this at all. I'm, like, I'm talking about are. personal friends. Or, I, like, none of us have touched it in my personal friend circle. I mean, like, okay, so, I mean, I could talk about my own personal friends who are still playing it, too. So, yeah, like, I know. So I'm just saying, like... that's, my, that's my reasoning. That's just my reasoning why it's dead, though, you know? It's like, at least yeah, for me, yeah. I don't know anyone who's playing it still, except you, maybe. Yeah, I know, I am still playing it, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's like that that game to me is like the the saving grace during all that like it because it came out during like the beginning of lockdown it's like we were locked down and that then is, we yeah, had that this nice. game that we could just play with each other the entire yeah. time and like that was like that, that was great like it was mm-hmm. one of those saving graces like people were just you know chilling in Animal Crossing and having fun on it and like mm-hmm, that was like sure. a I I still think that's a highlight you know forget about Cyberpunk I, I that was like a uh, a little bit of a mess there so like animal crossing was really like the game that saved 2020 for me oh yeah for sure i mean just kind of segueing to like gaming and talking about twitch now in general i mean it was a good year to be just a gamer in general like i think that if there wasn't gaming on this platform um mm-hmm. uh, or just in general like i don't know what people did with their time if they weren't gamers <laughs> To be honest, actually, yeah, a lot yeah. of my friends picked up games during COVID, which was kind of cool to see as well, um, uh, which was really neat, I, I thought, or whatever. Uh, I also saw um, an explosion of people also streaming, which was really interesting, too. Like, uh, a lot uh-huh. of YouTubers streaming on uh, Twitch uh, as well, yeah. as well as just, like, random friends of mine just started getting into, like, streaming. And, like, I could be, like, the hipster where I was like, I told you guys this was fun. Like, because I remember, like, I've been streaming on this platform since 2012. <laughs> since 2012, I've been streaming on this platform yeah. at least four days a week. And my friends were like, 
I had like zero, two viewers. Shout outs to Nightbot and Stream Elements. Stream Elements wasn't even <laughs> a viewer at that time. He didn't exist. But shout outs to Nightbot, my first viewer. And uh, they were like, I don't know why you do this. Like, it looks so boring. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah, exactly. 2020, baby. You guys are crawling <laughs> to me, asking me about the OBS settings and asking me how to do stuff yep. or whatever and how to grow a community. Yeah, get wrecked. Um, but no, seriously, I think, I think gaming was like a, definitely like a saving, a saving grace on this platform or whatever, um, for, <laughs> for, for, for a lot of reasons. And just in general, I like I said, I don't know how people survived without gaming this year. Yeah. I mean, like we can talk about the couple of games that actually blew up this year and are still like fairly large, actually. Um, go but, for uh, it. Yeah. If you want, I, I'm one of those games I hate so much though. Yeah. You know, it. Among Us and Phasmophobia. Among Us. Those well, games. Phasmopho- really? Phasmophobia is still pretty big. I, th- I think it's, it's, I think it's pretty sizable. I think it's still pretty big. I, okay. I mean, it's, it's still niche. It's still niche. Yeah. No, like, for don't get sure. Me wrong. Yeah. It's, it's nowhere near the size of like Among Us, but yeah. like it's, I, I think it was a really, really unique game because it actually used mic input. Like, it actually yeah. had voice recognition. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd never seen a game with that. And it, yeah. it was really, really cool and the way it used it. I thought you were going to um, say, but, uh, what was the game? Fall Guys. <laughs> Fall Guys. Which okay, fell yeah, down. Yeah, Fall Guys you know what I'm saying? Too, fall down. Fall flashing Guys a, was great for flashing, like a month. Flash and then, in a pan, dude. A flash in the yeah. pan, dude. Another one. But no, Among Us is still really huge on twitch and just with content creators in general and i think it's just because yeah it's so cheap i I think it hits everything that makes a game popular it's family friendly the art is very kiddish so kids don't get in trouble when they're playing with their parents i just let me just give you this statistic right here or whatever 285 million concurrent players on among us last month actually 70 percent of them on mobile actually insane like that's like incredible mm-hmm. i i've those numbers are pretty much unheard of like every every single dev every single game dev wants to be that three that devs like actually, three devs three devs three devs was made in 2018 yeah Nuts, same dude. thing with phasmophobia one dude one single dude and like it's actually bananas like you don't need a huge company or anything you just need a great idea and we need good a great art. idea yeah like that's That's really it yeah and uh, just the the i mean i know that like 70 percent of those are mobile so that's actually free on mobile but like the amount of people that pay for this game on steam and on epic epic's game store like oh man so much money has been funneled into this game like it's actually insane they're instant millionaires yeah and Um, also just like another thing too is like I'm really glad that there's like this new trend with gaming where everything is cross-platform. I love that. I think cross-platforming mm-hmm. too. I think it became big like this, like in 2020 with like the with like. Well, it was mostly in 2019 when the new COD came out. And it was like I could play COD Zombies with like my friend who was like on a Xbox One or my friend on PS4. Like that was a saving grace as well. And I I hope that out of all the gaming trends that happened this year, that continues to stay and be like a big thing. Um, is just mm-hmm. the cross-platform yeah. being able to play Among Us on your phone, iPad, uh, with people on computer or on console. Now it's on, like, I think Switch. I think it's coming to Xbox and PS4 very soon. Like, that's really smart for them to do. I think mm-hmm. that's genius for or for any game company to do. And so game companies continue to do that, please. Like, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I totally think that, you know, in this age of exclusivity and stuff like that, you know, you see a lot of games that are just kind of locked to a certain either console or a platform. 
and I really would love to see those walls be broken down. But, yeah. like, I mean, I understand that a lot of them have, like, contracts and stuff like that. Obviously, if you're owned by Sony, you can't make a game for the Xbox. But, like, having just cross-platform, just, like, in general, is, like, I don't know. It, 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 there's there's no no downside that I can see. I'm sure, you mm. might have programmed some extra stuff make it, you know, play nice with each other. But, like, I don't see any other downside than that. Yeah, there really isn't, so... You know, shouts to that. I, I think that was that was really good as well. Um, I think the funniest thing too is that um, one of the big games again for like the seventeenth year in a row, even though it's only been out for ten years, Minecraft. That game just will mm. not die. Minecraft exploded on Twitch again, again, which is weird. Mm -hmm. I feel like it happened last year. I still, I feel like last year. <clears throat> just a bunch of con Twitch content creators were like, "Yo, Minecraft," and they're like, everyone's like, "Yo, this game's dope again," and they played it. But this year, um, I think with COVID happening, and like I mentioned before, we saw a lot of YouTubers coming to Twitch. So Twitch's growth kind of just exploded or whatever. Yeah. And you also had Minecraft YouTubers coming to the platform. So <laughs> Minecraft exploded again for like the hundredth time. I don't think that game will ever die. Um, I, I really I really don't, but I really nuts. don't think it will either. I At this point, I feel like it's like Legos where like, you know, there's always going to be that next generation that grows up with it. And yeah. like, it's sort of like... I don't know. I feel like it's one of those games that has the ability to capture like a kid's imagination in the in the same way that Legos do. Like mm -hmm. you don't really need like super fancy graphics, but you need something that's really appealing. Mm -hmm. And like I don't know, like this world that you can just change and shape to your will is like it's basically like Legos. Like you're yeah. only limited by your imagination and like I think Every single generation that grows up with Minecraft is going to get into it. I think also Minecraft's in this kind of category now where, like, there's really nothing like it. Like, how mm -hmm. do you replicate and make a game like Minecraft? Right? Like, you can take the yeah, Battle Royale genre and kind of replicate it, but you, which is pretty easy, but you can't really with Minecraft. So it's not, it, and also Minecraft's been around for 10 years, so it's getting to the point where it's like World of Warcraft, where it's like people will mm -hmm. always go back to WoW because it's wow and they have like 14 15 16 however many years like invested into that game you know mm -hmm. whereas like i feel the same way with like minecraft like there might be something out there that's better than minecraft that's more advanced than minecraft that has more in-depth in it but you know what i know minecraft it's you know that steady girlfriend that steady wife you know that's always there for you like i'm gonna go back to that because i know what to do i know how to play it you know what i mean so right, yeah. I feel like that became like a huge, like that just became huge Co cooperative, like multiplayer games became like a big thing on Twitch, especially during quarantine. And I think that like really helped the platform in general. So like you had mm -hmm. Minecraft, you had Among Us, you had, I think like Escape from Tarkov, right? Was like huge for like yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, just all these collaborations with diff various different streamers that you normally do not get to see interact. So it became a big thing. And also new Among Us map, January 2021. So, you know, it's going to blow up again or whatever. <laughs> but I hate that game. I, 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 I really <laughs> tried to give it. I really tried to give it a go. And I got so much hate about this in DMs on Twitter from people. But the game is just inherently going to be a toxic game. <laughs> And there's no way, in my opinion, to casually play Among Us if one person in the group of 10 is emotionally invested in wanting to win. That's the problem with the game, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I I kind of feel similar uh, about that game because, like, I generally don't like Mafia-style games. Yeah. It, it, it never was 
all that fun to me because of like part of that reason. Like, well, because you know, the base of the, of the game is. is like, people... Oh yeah, go ahead. Part of it is like people are like slightly toxic and stuff like that, or they can ruin the game for others. But like, it just it, it was a game because it was a game that was really difficult for me to get into because like it relied on you being a really really good liar. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm gonna say. Being and like you have to for you have to force yourself to be like sort of a toxic individual in order to like fight your way and you know fight for yourself if it, you're the mm. imposter. Like you have to. Like, it, it, by its nature, like, it actually forced me to be something that I'm not. It also is one of those games, though, too, where, like, your very core at nature as a person, even if people do not want to be toxic, right? Or even if, like, you just want to do it for fun, the issue is that at the very core, you're being called out for your personality traits. And I think that will mm -hmm. eventually emotionally charge people to get them upset. Mm-hmm. So you will eventually yeah. like see people's emotions. You will eventually call out somebody and it's like, literally like it's you like pi pixels, like no Kubo's the imposter. He's lying. Like you literally just called me a liar. Like, right. Just, like, even though you can separate those type of things, the game and its <laughs> core is like literally calling out people's character traits and that could upset a lot of people. So I feel like the among us lobby that I played in for a little bit, was not like that but there was a couple people who were like that which was fine because i knew that going into it but then the other issue that happens with among us which is one of the reasons i said early on this game's gonna be great for streamers it's gonna burn out fast with normal people is because mm -hmm. eventually it just got down to metagaming so yeah. at, at, a, at a certain point it was like i could just tell if this person was lying i was like oh they usually laugh Oh no, you've used mm -hmm. that excuse before. Like that just happens. And it's really hard to not metagame if you don't have like new people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. with streamers, it's great because they can switch out lobbies, rotate lobbies all they want. But with just normal plebs like you and I, I feel like the game fell off really hard for us. Yeah, I, I didn't like it that like people started playing like there was a sort of meta that you must follow. Like if you say this, then you must be lying. Well, mm. no, I didn't it's not because it was lying it's because i was actually there like kind of right. thing like it's it just became this thing where like yeah there was a lot of metagaming and it wasn't really fun to play with because like it, it, they, they made it seem like there were the un, these unwritten rules about how you're supposed to play how you're supposed to react and i didn't care for any of that right like i i don't know there was just like there's there there were issues i had with the game i think honestly like it became a thing that um, I realized was I, I didn't like Mafia games in general. Yeah, same. <laughs> anyway, we <laughs> so, should move on from this yeah, because we're going to go into another like Among Us rant where we're just crapping on the game for 35 minutes or whatever, like we did for like 18 <laughs> podcasts, I feel like. Um, oh, man. I guess kind of to kind of roll it back a little bit, uh, this is something that I forgot to mention. I kind of also wanted to share, I guess, my personal stats and maybe your personal stats as well. I know that one of the things that you started doing in 2022 was you started streaming a little bit more and, and you, bit. you know, streamed the art or whatever. So I kind of wanted to kind of, kind of go over both things. But um, for me personally or, or whatever, um, uh, it was really cool to see uh, the community grow. We started off this year at 4,100 followers. I actually looked up all my Twitch stats and stuff like that. Uh, using like a third-party program or whatever that my friend <laughs> uses for work. So shout-outs to him. Uh, he's going to be staying <laughs> anonymous. But um, I started at... Uh, so this year, I started off at an average of six viewers um, with 4,100 followers and 15 subs. Um, and as of the recording of this podcast, uh, I'm now averaging 23 viewers 
Uh, and I'm at 5,479 followers. So my goal for nice. 2020 was to hit 4,500 followers. So go from 4,100 to 4,500. So 400, 400 followers. And we smashed that goal, obviously. So for me personally, it was a great year for Twitch. Uh, it was really cool to see the community steadily grow as well. Um, I think a bunch of stuff happened that I never expected for my Twitch page as well. So one of the things too was my goal was to unlock at least one more emote slot, which I believe was at 35 subs. And we unlocked mm -hmm. all five emote slots, which was crazy. So um, that was cool. Um, at one point, for some reason, I had a hundred and uh, I peaked at 178 subs. Wow. Uh, at one Damn. point, which was pretty crazy. We had some pretty crazy Oilers, I think, at the beginning. Um, so that, <laughs> that was pretty insane, too. We had 108 subs at our highest. Currently, right now, we're sitting at 40, which is still great. Um, it's it's mm -hmm. awesome to see. So um, Twitch, was, Twitch treated me really well this year. My community treated me really well this year. Uh, it will be really interesting to see what happens in 2021. But uh, regardless, if it was just like a, a trend or a flash in the pan, it was a great year. I mean, before I was just talking to like three or four people. Now I kind of have uh, people that are coming in and out of the community that I don't know IRL, which is really interesting to see and kind of building up a building up a community as well, um, which is really, really cool. Um, we also broke um, 5,000 followers on Twitter, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then we also broke uh, 1,000 followers on Instagram. So... Overall, we did really good. Nice. <laughs> we did. We did. We did uh, really good on uh, on Twitch. So my personal Twitch journey has been really good. I know that you started streaming on Twitch as well. Uh, you know, how is it? How's it going? And uh, you know, are you going to continue to stream uh, in twenty twenty one? Are you going to take it a little bit more serious? Are you going to stream more or less? Well, you know, what's what are your thoughts with it all? Uh, I mean, like, I I realize that I don't have that drive to be like a streamer to really go mm. ham at this thing. Mm. Like I don't think I have it in me to just like grind at this mm. uh, because it really is a lot of work. It really is a lot of just like having to be on all the time. Mm. Um, and I, I I really can't do that for a very very long time. Yeah. Um, it, it it reminds me of being like in front of a class and doing like an oral presentation but doing oh, okay. it for four hours <laughs> fair and so like for me like i i it's very difficult i realized it was very difficult for me to keep doing it mm -hmm. um i'll stream whenever i feel up to it but like mm -hmm. i find that those moments are few and far between like i was i was doing it a lot when i was like streaming ghost uh tsushima on on the ps4 mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I realized that like my internet was being like, oh, really, yeah. really the internet weird. cucked you. Yeah, and yeah. it was that way for like months. And like when I watch those VODs uh, again and see like all my frame drops, like it really took the wind out of my sails. Like yeah. I was like, okay, so you know, technology is going to be the thing that keeps me from streaming. Like People I'm hitting think zero yeah. bit rate. People think I'm so, crazy for streaming like after internet issues. Like uh, I don't know, maybe I, I probably am insane. <laughs> you know, it was really tough. Like because like whenever I'd say something, people were like, "Oh, hold on, I couldn't hear you." Uh, like you just cut out. Like your stream froze. Like and this happened like every few minutes. Yeah, and I'm just like, I I I can't do anything about it. Like, uh, what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. And so like after that happened, like consistently, I just. 
I, I couldn't really bring myself to keep streaming just because like it wouldn't work. Like I, I would just call my ISP, tell them like, hey, you know, I'm having all sorts of issues. They'd send uh, tech people out, <coughs> test it and say like, oh, you know, it's, it's this thing, it's that thing. And I think I think it's fixed. I haven't really like <laughs> tested tested it much, but like I think it was fixed. It's hard to say because you haven't been streaming like consistently, right? So it could be just right. like if you start again, they're going to be like, hey, because the problem is like too with like ISPs that I've learned is like they're just like. For, so for me, it ended up being a couple things on my end. They sent me a new router and told me to switch it out. And once I switched it out, I was bad. it was bad. And then they told me never switch out. They said they debated you, right? Or debated mm -hmm. me. Never switch out your router. Yeah. I was like, okay, my bad. So the thing is with like ISPs too having worked at a couple of them is that there's basically like a bot or algorithm in place that's like huh this is really weird this is pixels normal internet usage and all of a sudden for this week it's spiked like crazy like somebody mm -hmm. must be <clears throat> accessing his isp and like uploading massive files for like torrenting or doing like illicit activity or just something so it'll like flag your account and that's why they'll throttle you to like discourage you from doing it so, like, I had the same issue when I first started streaming. Where, like, my ISP, like, hmm. after, like, a month, my ISP was like, nah, your internet usage is crazy. We think something sus is going on. Hmm. Is basically what happened. Weird. This was in, like, 2012. So, like, just telling anyone, like, no, I'm live streaming. No, I'm not taking my clothes off. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was, like, kind of hard to explain to people at the time. But, like, now it's more, yeah. it's more known. But that's still like ancient technology. So I mean, honestly, it could come back again if you were to like say stream again, like consistently, like maybe for a week or two. They might just be maybe. like, "Whoa, his average has gone up again." What the heck? Like, oh, this happened a couple of months ago. Like, what the heck? That's not okay. Like, let's kill it. Mm -hmm. So, so you're saying that I should just keep streaming every single day until it becomes the the norm? And so they're like, okay, pretty yeah. much. But then the thing is, they're still gonna throttle you, and probably like you're gonna have to call out a guy every once in a while. Like, legitimately. Um, before I told him to stop flagging my, my account, I would have internet issues every six months. Hmm. Where for a wow. week or two, I couldn't go above 1500 bit rate. Hey, so. that's, that's insane. Like, I feel like at this point, like it's my, my, it's might be worth it to just get like a business account or something like that. Not, not worth it. The business account is link you, you, I, so I've asked about this. Business accounts, contracts are three to four years. They're only for the place that you're currently living at. Most residential places don't allow you to have a business account, which kind of sucks. Um, on top of that, if for any reason I were to move, the business account does not transfer and I would still have to continue to pay for it. Mm. Because it's an at-home yeah, business and it's not an actual like, yeah. business business or whatever. Um, also, they were going to charge me. Uh, I don't mind saying this now, but also a business line was going to cost me three hundred and eighty-five dollars a month for oh, oh. hundred down and ten up. You would think you get better speeds for that. Like you don't get is, better speeds, but you get stability. They'll never throttle you. They'll never. There's ninety-nine percent uptime. You're paying for the uptime and to never be throttled or to never be mm. questioned. Mm, yeah, not worth Basically. it unless you're like actually like a pro level streamer. You're if you're if you're like doing that full time and you have like if you're maintaining like a thousand subs or something like that, maybe. But uh. I'm telling you, man, the worst thing about being a streamer, and I don't even say that I'm a streamer, right? Is like I've moved a lot in my life, and the worst part is moving to a new apartment and having to deal with all this all over again. Oh yeah. 
or like I don't, having I don't to know like, how they do it. Yeah, I don't know how streamers do it. Or just realizing your apartment has crappy internet. Like, oh, it's the worst, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're like rooming with the other streamers who are streaming at the same time as you. So yeah. now you're you're sharing like all of this bandwidth and like, oh man, it's got it's gotta suck. It's not worth. But um but yeah, I mean hopefully, anyway, you know, anyways. you continue to make streaming content on or off stream. Uh, I got to take the doge out really quick, but um, sure. um, figure out what's going on with her. But I mean, I think the next thing that I kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about too was just all the good, the bad, and the ugly that came from Twitch. So I think you can take it away with probably some Jeez. of the major ones that happened this year. And uh, yeah, but I'm just going to, I'll be back in like two seconds. But yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened on oh. Twitch. And it's time, time to oh, dive man. into that and not rant for three hours about this now. Well, yeah, let me just rant about Twitch. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, geez. Good, bad, the ugly with Twitch this year. Oh, my goodness. Where do I begin? Um, Well, the Clippocalypse. Who can forget about that? I mean, this is the this is the big, big thing that happened this year to me, at least. Like, sure, you know, there was like the whole, the whole DMCA fiasco, which was actually, you know, arguably it's it's related. But mm -hmm. the loss of so many streamers clips for <sighs> all of their entire career, mm -hmm. essentially. It, I, I, I'm the kind of person that loves to see that history. Like, I love to go back to like a streamer's clips and look back at stuff from like four years ago and mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's so great. Like, you know, watching them um, as like an up and coming streamer, having this like little funny moment. And then like suddenly they blow up like all of that is gone. All of that history is gone. And it's absolutely shocking to me that like this was allowed to happen. Mm. And like, it just makes me so incredibly sad that all of that history is no longer seen anymore it's all like word of mouth it's like oh hey you right. remember that time let you know tim the Tatman did so and so uh yeah clip well nope is yeah. there a youtube link nope well it's all in our memories now it's all gonna be like passed on like you know some weird like story from your your weird uncle that you know <laughs> walked 15 miles in the snow yeah don't worry it's by like, 20 by the fourth quarter of 2021 they will have it so that clips can be muted as well as you can um reverse strikes that are on clips they announced this so don't worry quarter four I 2021 it'll take a year <laughs> I, you know what i would prefer to have like the ability to offload those clips onto another platform and like just back them up somehow you know yeah i don't i don't care if it's like having an easy export to youtube whatever it is like i really feel like these clips need to be uh, it needs to be spread out over several areas so that if one of them get, gets hit, you can't get the others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if YouTube, YouTube has better, like, you know, uh, copyright um, algorithms that can figure out, like, who to, you know, attribute ad money to. So, you know what? Putting them all on YouTube, that's great. If you can, I, I really think that that should happen. Like, yeah. if Twitch cannot handle this, then, you know what? Just upload every single thing at YouTube. Like, I mean, to be fair, though, YouTube does DMCA your stuff. But then the money just doesn't go to you. It goes to the record labels. But you won't mm -hmm. have, you're not in jeopardy of losing your channel. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, and I think that was the major part of it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the loss of that history, the loss of all of that content that you've created years and years ago that you can no longer use to like either advertise or like monetize or just 
have a use for your channel like, mm -hmm. that was that was the big loss to me like it didn't happen just once in this year it happened twice yeah <laughs> we had two cl ad like clip apocalypses yeah you know, twitch dropped the ball on that Ugh. man like yeah i yeah it, it's so it's so so sad to me just like everything that it's lost yeah for all, sure all that history it's like going into a library and just burning it saying hey yeah. we're gonna dmca all these books we're gonna burn them now yeah, shout outs like, to the DMCA though, because if not, I wouldn't have gotten my music out there. So that's a good, that's a positive spin on that. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the DMCA stuff, I don't know if I would have ever released actual music, but I felt this urge or need to after like the second time it happened to like really release it. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it was, that that's that that was like, that was pretty big as well. I think another thing that like, I don't really want to go too much into it because it's not really like on Twitch, but I think this is like a gaming thing as a whole was like, we had the whole like gamer gate thing that happened this year too. Like the Me Too stuff. So there was like yes. a lot of streamers and that content creators that I don't want to name, like in the Smash community was a big one. Uh, in the Fortnite community was like a big one, but a lot of like uh, sexual misconduct mm -hmm. and mishappening was happening. Like a lot of stories came out from like a bunch of people. Some of them false, some of them true. It was like just a cluster for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, in the midst of all that, even like an entire esports team was like yep, Disband taken down, disbanded and taken down. Yeah, yeah, and it really highlighted the fact that like how prevalent this was across mm -hmm. all the communities like it was actually it was a shock and i mean it wasn't also a, it wasn't a shock because like you know these communities i feel like they're also like other communities like if it's prevalent in other places it's also prevalent here you know esports and stuff yeah. is not an exception yeah like esports it was a lot of talent agencies right like we could see that like you know organ esports orgs or teams as like a talent agency as well so it's like not really surprising you know what i mean like you see the yeah, same stuff like sad. happening and continuing to probably happen in like hollywood as well like, like that's kind of yeah. like hollywood's thing so it's not shocking yeah. or surprising to me that it's like affecting oh, yeah. like esports it's the same people just different exactly on, you know yeah, Harvey Weinstein was the big one that I can think of in the film. Yeah. Um, so, like, he was taken down this year um, after numerous, numerous allegations. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it happens in so many industries. Yeah. You Every know, industry has it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not an exception. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, TwitchCon was canceled. We had GlitchCon. That was another thing that I put on here, but who cares? Omega lol. <laughs> GlitchCon was... <laughs> It was bad, uh, in my opinion, or whatever. Um, so, you know, something that I don't really, you know, I don't really have much to say about that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Gifting feature was improved this year. Uh, introducing of new tags and new categories was a thing that happened uh, as well. Um, that happened this year as well. Um, they replaced, uh, you know, they expanded on IRL and creative or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. we also had new channel moderation tools come through. So we had mod view happen. I don't know if you remember that happening, but mod view became a thing, which was really yeah, good for yeah, moderation. Mod uh, we had the chat logs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. We had the mod comments that came out for moders, uh, moderators too, or whatever. So no longer yeah. had mod view, which is kind of nice. Um, unban requests, unban requests, awful, awful. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out right now to anyone who's listening to this. If you are a content creator and you are using unbanned requests, it's one of the dumbest things that you can ever use, in my opinion. No offense to you guys. If you want to use it, go for it. But if you're going to use it, 
you can go to your dashboard settings and there is a setting to either turn off unbanned requests permanently, which is what I've done because I don't ban people in my stream that often. So usually when they're unbanned or they're banned, they're banned for a reason. But then two, mm -hmm. if you want to still use it, there is a setting in your dashboard where you can put a cooldown timer on unbanned requests. Please, for the sanity of your mods, do this. Like, I'm sorry, but the channels I moderate for, there's some unbanned requests where they, they say something bad. Their unbanned requests it says the same thing and that, like, the, you know, the streamer's still stupid. I unbanned request them <laughs> and there's no cooldown on the unbanned request. So they can literally just do it again. So I just keep the unbanned request in limbo, which is fine if I was the only moderator. Unfortunately, there's like 10 moderators. So then they unban and then the mm -hmm. same one comes back. Please, please go to your dashboards. There's a there's a setting where you can put a cooldown for I think it being like up to like eight months or something like that. It's like <laughs> intervals of like uh, for like weeks and months. Wow. So please just do that for all your moderator sanities or whatever, because I get pinged on chatty with this type of stuff. So it, it's actually really annoying. So please do that. Anyway, um, uh, channel points got uh, API, which was pretty cool too as well on Twitch. That was a pretty big thing for me with the soundboard stuff, which is like, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, you know, pretty nice to be able to do as well. So you know mm -hmm. that that was a thing. Uh, so shout out, uh, shout outs to that as well. And then uh, I think the two big major product releases, which I don't know if anyone really uses, to be honest, Twitch soundtracks was a thing that came out. My music's on Twitch soundtracks, by the way, but DMCA free, basically music on Twitch soundtracks, as well as, um, uh, as well as Twitch studio came out. So basically like a very easy go-to lightweight way to start, start, start streaming. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think going into 2021, it's going to be really cool to see the competition from all the other platforms. Mixer died this year. YouTube's kind of gaining stuff as well. It'll be really cool to see um, where the streaming platforms um, continue to go in the next year um, as mm -hmm. well. Twitch has competition, which I think is great because they'll be able to increase stuff. But I think people, in my opinion, still blow out of proportion how much YouTube gaming competition there really is. Um, in my yeah. opinion, YouTube gaming or YouTube live streaming is like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> like it's like the fifth cousin that you don't really care about. Like if YouTube really wanted to, they could make live streaming like a huge thing, but they just choose not to. They're all about their like VOD system. Like, I'm sorry, but like YouTube gaming has been big quote unquote since the beginning of this year. And what new features have realistically been added to it? can't think of one yeah and not a single one and if uh and like when it comes to like how about like improving your discoverability on youtube how about rating how about hosting how about gifting subs how about um a better interface that doesn't just look like a youtube video um yeah how about when you just... put your chat in theater or you put a, a live stream on theater mode it still bumps the chat down to the bottom right corner oh my, i can't see I both that's so much how about making the chat box bigger and a little bit better so i can actually read if i'm typing out a long line of stuff to people um how about better emojis there's just so much stuff that i feel youtube has not done and it's just kind of been like eh, it's good enough boom yeah it just like, doesn't care about you know? slapping a band-aid yeah, it's, it's like YouTube doesn't really care about it. Like you see how 
little they care about a community also like if you subscribe to a channel or you know as they call over there getting a membership mm. you can't use those emojis anywhere else you can only yeah. use it within that channel there is no way to build a community to raid people to host anybody there is none of that there is no community building whatsoever it is just yeah. you on that platform yeah and i think that's i mean to be fair it's called youtube <laughs> You know, hey. th this is the thing that I see with YouTube, um, and I've I've been looking at it more and more just in general. And a lot of my friends have actually switched to YouTube, right, from Twitch, and they're smaller streamers, right. And mm -hmm. some spoiler alert, there's still smaller streamers on YouTube. Um, I don't think the platform will dictate how successful a content creator is, but what I do see on YouTube that I see a lot less on Twitch is um, on YouTube, you just have, I, in my opinion, a lot of big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I was watching um, uh, Valkyrie <laughs> a few times, like a handful of times playing like Among Us, um, yeah. her stream would be at like 50, 60, 70K viewers. Like, that's great for her. Awesome. When I looked at the rest of the Among Us category, the second person maybe had 800 viewers. Then the person after mm -hmm. that had like 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just—it seems to be a lot of like big fish and small ponds, and um, and yeah. So I don't really know how well YouTube's gonna go in the next coming like like years when it comes to this type of like content or whatever. I will say the one thing that like YouTube does well with its live streaming platform is that it does um a follower on YouTube means way more than a follower on Twitch. I could honestly care less how many followers I have on Twitch. I think it's like a cool goal to like strive to, but I would take like mm -hmm. a million followers on YouTube than a million followers on Twitch any day because those can actually oh, translate absolutely. to subscribers, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think that brings up another good point too, is that creating content on YouTube, like actual VOD content is the way to build a live streaming channel. Yeah. Like that is really the only way. If you look at those Among Us games that um, Valkyrie was part of, you'll see a lot of YouTube creators, but they are established YouTube creators, people exactly. that create those VOD content videos and then translate yeah. into live streaming. Um, so that is really the best way. Like YouTube gaming, like it's kind of like hot garbage right now, but mm -hmm. it's it's actual VOD um, content, it's delivery network, it's discoverability. Mm -hmm. That is top notch. You will not yeah. find a better like algorithm for searching and discoverability of like certain stuff yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. So like if you if you really want to be successful as a content creator, that is that is the kind of stuff that you need to create first. And oh yeah, and we've we've talked yeah. about this like topic for like a long time. But I, I also want to sure. bring up that YouTube, uh, you know, YouTube's trying to figure out how to make their live streaming grow, and Twitch is probably trying to figure out how to make their VOD content grow, right? So they're trying to do two opposite mm -hmm. things. So they could probably learn a lot from each other. But no, yeah, uh, sure. I think what you said was like great. One of the things that I noticed um, with a lot of YouTube live streamers, what they'll do is they'll post a new video, and then maybe 10 minutes after the video is posted, they'll then go live. So that people also get the notification that said person is live or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I think that the best way to grow your content on Twitch or if you're uh, is to not the be if you are a new content creator or if you're a content creator that has stagnated growth, the best way to create or to grow your channel is to create content off platform. And that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. uh, start an Instagram, start a YouTube, make music like look at me, make music. 
right? This podcast, yep. for example, make content that will drive people or push people to your Twitch stream. And the rest will kind of follow from there. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's always about the content that people can find at any given time. Mm -hmm. the, the reason that, you know, VOD content and stuff is so successful is that like five years from now, someone can search for it and it'll still be there. Mm -hmm. Except Twitch clips. Rip. Yeah. Um, but like that's the kind of stuff that really matters that's the stuff that brings in new followers and new viewers and all these things it's the ability to have all of that there years from now and, and searchable yeah no for sure and you know the other thing that i kind of wanted to mention too and it's something that i still give props to like twitch about or whatever but like i i think that like for me i'm still very hesitant with like accepting like i think youtube will grow very very big i don't doubt this or whatever and i want them to grow very very big to become competition for twitch but i think that like people are kind of in this like honeymoon phase with like youtube live streaming or youtube gaming because like youtube has had its own controversies this year like look at the adpocalypse for example right or look mm -hmm. at how when yeah. they randomly change um cpas of random videos kids videos used to be like the hot thing like toy unboxes and then all of a sudden there's controversy with that and now it's it's hot garbage yep. now um real mm -hmm. estate videos and finance videos are the new thing now and they're they're being threatened to probably be not as lucrative soon because people are taking advantage of that category. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And <laughs> the problem is the thing that I still continue to give Twitch credit for, um, which a lot of people find controversial for me is I do at the end of the day, respect the fact that on Twitch, there are still people, there are still Twitch staff and they're not robots. You know, mm -hmm. um, I've heard so many stories. I have a personal friend of mine who's actually a Minecraft YouTuber who has a million subs on YouTube and live streams on YouTube. Um, he has never once talked to any person at YouTube one time about issues with his stream. Mm, yeah. When it comes to moderation issues in his stream, having to, I, you know, there's no IP banning on YouTube as well. So people can just make new accounts and stuff like that. And right. so you have like these issues where I don't think I've ever had to see, um, you know, I've never seen like a YouTube staff member. It's all like automated <laughs> bots. And I'm assuming some of the bigger content creators probably get someone to talk to in person or whatever. But I mean, mm -hmm. that's one of the things I give Twitch credit for is like staff members stream. Um, they're in Twitch chat. They're memeing. You can contact them or talk to them if you're, you know, every partner gets a manager. Like, I don't know if YouTube does, right. they probably do. But at least for my friend who, like, averages 10,000 viewers on YouTube and has a million sub channel, he's never talked to a, someone on the moderation team at YouTube or anything. It's always been automated bots mm -hmm. emailing him back stuff. Yeah, no, that's the, that's a major problem. It's like, it's very, very faceless because of just mm -hmm. how much content there is. Like, yeah. you can't really reach anybody. Um, if there is a human like moderating stuff, they're like looking for specific videos to like censor. Yeah. And um, like the thing is too, is like, I'm so harsh on YouTube right now because like Twitch, when Twitch started off, it was like a new thing. It was like, this is new. This is shiny. We, they've never embarked on this, but like YouTube literally can just look at Twitch and be like, Oh, look what they're doing. Let's just yoink it. You know what I mean? So like, they don't have mm -hmm. an excuse. They don't have the excuse of like, well, we don't know what live streaming is. There's no examples. We're pioneers in this. Like, no. You guys aren't yeah. pioneers on this. Take what they're doing and do it better. 
That's just how it is. You never want to be first to market with anything, right? You want to take mm-hmm. something else and improve upon it and stuff. So it just shocks me that yeah. like YouTube hasn't done that yet in the last year of live streaming, which is the reason why I'm saying I feel like YouTube live streaming is just like their redheaded stepchild. Like they don't care. You know, what mm-hmm. they do care about is they didn't like how YouTube content creators who were making VOD style uh, VOD, VOD videos were going to Twitch and streaming there and then posting stuff on YouTube. What they wanted was they wanted to all keep it contained on their platform. But I don't know if they necessarily care to pull people from other platforms because it doesn't seem like they care at all. That's that's my big concern, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's like the weirdest thing to me because I feel like they they can still monetize it the same way. The fact mm-hmm. that like you could actually monetize it more mm-hmm. um, just by having like memberships. But like you can still deliver ads at the beginning of a stream. You could still deliver it in the middle, and that's YouTube's primary ad. Like you know, that's his income is ads and so i don't see why they don't do this because like all it does is bring in another stream of revenue it's like it's it yeah. I, I don't know like that's it's why that's really my conclusion confusing. with it all honestly that's my conclusion with it all is like i don't know what they're trying to do with it but it's clearly that like live streaming isn't the thing that they're currently investing in and i hope that they do so more on youtube in 2021 for sure mm-hmm. yeah for sure anyways that's uh you know live streaming in a nutshell it's really confusing yeah it's really confusing and none of it makes sense and if you're gonna live stream don't actually live stream just make content elsewhere and then live stream it's weird (laughs) none of it makes sense just go do it just yeah just go do it forehead or whatever but um anyway i think that's good i think we rambled for enough um (laughs) i think that was a good year of 2020 review (laughs) uh once again oh yeah go ahead i was just gonna say like can we end it on like a good note like uh I don't know. Like, what can we say about no, this year? No, we can that's never end like... on a good note. <laughs> we never end on a good note. What are you talking about, Pixel? Let's what? Oh, the script. Well. No. <laughs> um, I think, I think it. I for me personally, it's just kind of re- reiterating what was said at the top of this episode, right? Is that, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, this will take two minutes or something, and then you know we'll we'll have Pixel's take on it too as well, but. 2020 was a weird year and I think it was a year that none of us expected. Um, and I'm proud of myself uh, at least for being able to take a negative year and to make it very positive. And I mentioned at the top of the podcast that, uh, you know, when you learn things about yourself, it always is like a 2020 hindsight thing. But I think that for me, it was really cool for uh, me to kind of gain self-confidence back uh, with myself uh-huh. to be able to work on myself. It's been awesome to see the podcast grow um, as well, to see my Twitch stream grow. And it's been cool for me to do projects off stream, especially with the music um, Yeah, and, and being able to do that. So even though like 2020 was kind of a bad year for the world in general, for me to be honest with you, mm-hmm. it was pretty good for me. I actually thought that 2020 was a really good year. I came out with an album, soon to be two. Um, met a lot of good friends mm-hmm. on Twitch through my Twitch community. Uh, grew yeah. the Twitch community. Um, we were able to grow a little bit more to the point where we actually have a backlog of guests that actually want to come on this stream to be able to help them out and showcase their talents and get to know people in mm-hmm. both of our communities better. Um, yeah, 2020 was a really good year for me, actually. Um, for yeah, all of it, um, that's awesome. And kind of like I said too, um, being in lockdown wasn't so bad. Um, I had to 
um, I had time to reflect on myself and I got to draw closer to my daughter and my dad. There wasn't an excuse to run away or to not deal with issues if like a little argument happened or something happened. You know, we were still always around the house and we had to, you know, deal with those things. And I, I grew a lot closer to my dad. I grew a lot closer to my daughter and it was good to have kind of like forced family time all the time, you know, to try to help mm -hmm. us like occupy us through this whole thing. So like overall, yeah. it was a great, it, honestly, 2020 was a really good year for me. Mm -hmm. Hey, no, no, that's great. Like it's, it's great that even in the midst of everything that you can find something like a silver lining and everything. Yeah. You know, I think I would go it's, insane it's if I didn't you're able to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like they go alongside that, like it's, it's been a year of like just ups and downs, like it's been all over the place for me, but thankfully, like it's been more positives than it has been negatives. So at least I can find solace in that, in that this year was, it gave me the ability to just sort of reflect on the things that are important in life and just being able to think about that and having the time to really consider that it, it almost felt like this weird sort of like journey that I took um just reflecting and thinking about this it's almost like like I I felt like a monk going on like some sort of pilgrimage like just like you know pondering the universe and thinking about life like how many how many people actually have the free time to do that <laughs> and well well you know what here you go uh so like I had the ability to just really think about the important things in life and just really consider about what I value how to go about doing that what is the life that I want to live like these are these are really really big important questions that I think everybody thinks about at some point and I think that was this year for me and I don't know I think being able to think about that and just like experience life in a way that i would never have you know wanted for myself you know i was just like stuck inside and you know and without human contact you know it lets you it lets you think about a lot of things and i know i don't know i feel like that was a positive for me um, with that being said though i think that wraps it up for our last episode um you and I may play games after this. I don't even know. Um, we may, um, you know, I think the next collaboration we might have is if you're on at the time at that early in the morning, uh, Nim's New Year's Eve show. So, um, oh goodness, that will be very early. But if you guys didn't know, Nim is allowing restreams of it, so we'll definitely we'll definitely check it out. But um, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up uh, for us here. Uh, as always, follow Pixel on all his social media stuff. Follow my social media stuff and check out my music as well. Um, album dropping early 2021. So hopefully, you know, we start 2021 with a bang and, uh, you know, I can get you guys some, some more content there. But uh, we'll be back next Monday, uh, 10 p.m. PST probably, for uh, another episode of No Content in 2021. So Pixel, be safe. I don't know if you're going out for New Year's Eve or if you even can or if you're going to a gathering, but be safe. Uh, for anyone else out there, be safe as well. Have a great 2020 New Year's Eve, depending on what you're doing as well. But uh, yeah, take it easy, guys. Have a great rest of your days, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next year. Peace. Cool. 
see you then and have a happy new year. Same.